Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 27th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Let Tim host. How you doing, Bless? Tim, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to start this week off. I was I woke up this morning and I was go, trying to go through my day, think about like what shows I'm on and what I got going on. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered. My Mondays are always pretty good because they start yeah. off with me, you, and Kev starting off the day with this here kind of funny games daily. And I was like, let's go. Yeah, man. Let's getting go. to hang out, getting to chill. Video games with blessing. Talking about video games, talking about news. Tim, how was your weekend? What were you up to this weekend? Um, it was a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy came over last night to watch uh the prestige, oh, which was fun. He got to meet Moose. Seeing Andy right. and Moose play around was was very fun. Two little fluffy little boys just Oh yeah, just getting to know around. each other. You know what rolling I mean? Just seeing what there. happens. And yeah, that was fantastic. The movie, I'll I'll hold my thoughts for tomorrow's mm-hmm. in review. But wow, nice. that movie was magical. I can't wait to watch it because I'm not I've not actually seen the Prestige. And if it, of course if you've been paying attention, Prestige movie about magic. Tim just did like a magic pun there. It's very clever, very nice. Um, but I'm excited to watch it uh, for this week's in review. Uh, let me tell you, man, my weekend got very interesting because mm. on on Saturday. I got a call from the homie uh, Greg Miller. Oh yeah. Like, hey, I have a friend in town. Uh, you know, I he he's asking me to, to help him out with some things. Can you help me take pictures of him and his friend? And I was like, oh sure, yeah, I'm down for whatever. And Kevin, I didn't I didn't prep you on this. I didn't send you a link. But if if you can go to Greg Miller's Twitter right now, because Greg Miller uh, tweeted out some of the shots we took of uh, shirtless Spider Man and shirtless Miles Morales. Oh wow! Uh, shirtless Miles Morales being introduced to the world for the first time. Yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, it's big. You know, it's okay. it's it, it's a uh-huh. it's a it's a huge thing happening. Um, Kevin, I don't know if you have it pulled. Up. Oh, you do have it pulled up. Yeah. So here's here's some of the pictures wow. that we took. Of course, uh, Greg behind the camera, me doing like the lighting. Mm-hmm. Of course, had to had to get the dope lighting. Yeah, you had the bounce board. Blessing exactly. the bounce board at Aoya Junior. Had, the, had the, re- <laughs> the reflector uh, uh, going, but yeah, shirtless okay. Miles Morales is now introduced to the world, and so congratulations. Uh, uh, on on the coming out party, I guess. Yeah, no, you know Morales. what impresses me most is I'm not sure if uh, shirtless Miles Morales makes shirtless Spider Man look gigantic, or if shirtless Spider Man makes shirtless Miles Morales just look like a tiny, <laughs> tiny little dude. You know, some people would say it goes both ways. You know, you know, <laughs> a little bit this. column A, a little bit column B. Tim, oh, I love it so much. Enough about that. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War leaking a leaked Xbox controller and Super Mario 64 source code. Ooh. You guessed it, leaking because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the ner- nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping this week is Major Nelson week here on kind of funny. That means Thursday you can join Greg and Major Nelson for We Have Cool Friends. Friday, Major Nelson joins Greg for kind of funny games daily. And then Saturday, it all culminates with Major Nelson joining Snowback Mike, Gary Witta, and Alana Pierce for Kind of Funny X-Cast. That's right. Three days in a row of Major Nelson content. Again, we have cool friends, Kind of Funny Games Daily, then the Kind of Funny X-Cast. That all goes down right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com says Kind of Funny. YouTube.com says Kind of Funny Games. And on podcast services around 
the globe. So, of course, Wes. if you have questions, uh, Tim, what's up? Uh, can we talk about our Thursday guest? Oh, who's our third? Oh, we can talk about our Thursday guest actually right here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, uh, we, I mean, this week's a huge guest week actually. So, this Thursday, we're actually having uh, the homie Zombie Kills on Kind of Funny Games Daily awesome. to co host. Uh, with me and that's going to be a great time of course zombie kills on twitter uh she twitch streams she's amazing at making content um and so everybody zombie uh i'm gonna spell it out because her her twitter is actually kind of spelled interestingly but at z-o-m-b-a-e-k-i-l-l-z so we're gonna have go. her on this Love thursday it. it's gonna be a great time Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Mohammed Mohammed and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Brooklinen, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. Starting with our number one, has a Lockhart controller leaked? Uh, Kevin, in the doc, I have a link for you if you want to pull up the image of the supposed leaked controller. I'm pulling this from Tom Warren at The Verge, who writes, A white Xbox Series X controller appears to have leaked online. An image of the white controller appeared on Reddit over the weekend before the poster deleted their account and the image. Identified only as Wolfie underscore Wizardo, uh, Wizardo. <laughs> the Reddit user claimed to have snapped the photo at a, at a party hosted by the child of a Microsoft employee. Wow. Before the account delete, which is interesting, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Before the account deletion, the Reddit account ha- uh, had been commenting and posting about topics in Seattle, Washington, for months. The controller itself includes the new D-pad on the Xbox Series X controller, alongside the new share button that Microsoft is shipping on next-gen controllers. We spoke to the Reddit user before their account was deleted, and they claimed the associ- the associated console was also white and looked more squarish, and Xbox in the Xbox button looked bigger on it. They also claim to have played uh, played games on the console and that the interface still looked like the Xbox One UI. Microsoft is sticking largely to the same Xbox dashboard that ships on the Xbox One with some minor tweaks to enable new features like Quick Resume. Some are speculating that this white Xbox controller could indicate the existence of a second next-gen Xbox. Microsoft is rumored to be launching its second, cheaper next-gen Xbox codenamed Lockhart in August, it's not clear if the white controller and the console are genuine or not, but if they do exist and belong to a Microsoft employee, then it could be it, it could simply be a special edition Xbox Series X. So of course, take all this with a grain of salt. Tim, what yeah. are what are your thoughts on this whole leaked controller situation? I don't I think that parts of this are true and parts of this are missing the mark. I imagine that this is a new controller. It looks pretty obviously real. Um, I don't think it's a Lockhart specific controller. I just think that this just might be the new low end Xbox controller going forward. But I don't think that they're going to specifically brand it. Not that Lockhart's going to be the branding anyways, but like, I don't think it's yeah. going to be called the Series S controller or whatever. It's probably just going to be called the Xbox controller. And then there'll be yeah. the Xbox Elite controller. Yes. And then the yeah. other one in between. Whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know why this, how different this is compared to the other Series X controllers we've seen before. And, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, it's, it's the exact same controller, pretty much, but white. And I think that could that could be a couple of things, right? It could be just the fact that, hey, yeah, at launch, we're going to have the the two colors, white and black, for controllers, because that, that makes sense if you want to have variety in there. I mm-hmm. think to the point of this article, it could be the thing of, hey, the Xbox Series S, is, is we know it as this... Um, 
you know, this this black box, you know, this thing that is very very much like a, hey, this is a piece of technology. This is your Microsoft, like, you know, brutalist, like, you know, uh, um, monolithic machine mm-hmm. that is black alongside this black controller. The it, it could be the case that the Lockhart, when it comes out, is going to be, and there have been like mockups and stuff that I I think are very very clearly fake, but that indicate like, oh yeah, a white console that is going to yeah. be like slightly smaller than the Series X, and with that, like a matching white controller would make complete sense if we're going to put out a console that is white. Granted, that's all speculation. That's all up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main thing in this article that they point out, which is interesting, is the fact that um, this person said that they were playing on a white console. I like lost where in, where in the article they said this, but essentially, yeah, like the per- the person who claims they're at the Microsoft Kids uh, uh, party, which I the feel Microsoft like is an interesting kid. <laughs> Microsoft Kid. I feel like that's an interesting thing in itself because who's throwing? I know people are doing this because people are stupid, but like, are people really having birthday parties right now, or is this like an old like? Was this was this image captured months and months ago? Before I mean, part, I think the definition of party has changed post lockdown. Having sure. one person over is a party. Fair. Whoever, that's that's whoever fair took enough. This picture. But yeah, like they they indicate that yeah, this person was was using this controller <clears throat> controller on like a white uh, Xbox system, which again could be right. like maybe the, maybe this person hadn't seen an, an Xbox series or an Xbox One S before, and they're yeah. like, oh shit, what's this new thing? And or they're using this new controller on it. One X. They're like, there's definitely options here. I mean, hey, the thing that I would want the most is a white Series X. I want that for right there, right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that would would go right with everything. I love it. Um, But, yeah, I'm not expecting a white X at launch, uh, Series X at least. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they launched with the black Series X and a white, the lesser version, whatever Series X. Yeah, Lockhart. Um, But, yeah, this controller, kind of, it's kind of interesting, but, like, really, like, this could be so many different things. It could be a dev kit. It could be... Who knows? Who knows? But bless, I, yes. I to launch off of this more leaks, more different rumors and things that may or may not be real. Kev, uh, in the Roper report, right on uh, number one, right underneath, I put a second URL for us to click on. Oh, yeah. This is a, a similar URL. thing jumping over to the PS5 side. Um, this comes from Reset Era. Lance War posts this. Uh, the PS5's white plates seem to be swappable. If you look at this it looks oh. like they off, which would be the majority of that system so it is pretty cool to think that like, you would be able to get custom face plates we did that or we had that for the original ps4 if you remember with that top bit that would slide oh off. yes i know what you're and talking about yeah obviously like back in the day with the with the 360 which was which was kind of fun kind of neat um but anyways like that that's kind of cool but if you scroll down kev there's a a senior product designer at Azurion. I don't know what any of this is, but they're saying, this is real beautiful, Matt. Your team did a fa- fabulous job, and I'm excited to see such feel it out. I'm very excited about the dynamic triggering system, too. Like This is like in response to Jeff Keighley's uh, hands-on with the dual, dual sense. And then the VP of UX design at PlayStation replied, saying, hi, my team is the u- user interface, uh, not the ID. You'll see our stuff soon. A little more pragmatic. Uh, pragmatic, but a 100% overhaul of the PS4 UI and some very different new concepts. That's the oh. bit that I think, like, obviously the faceplates, that could be pretty cool and, like, could potentially, I think especially in the third-party realm, people can come up with some heat. That could be um, awesome. Like, I remember that being a big thing for, for a 360, and I was, I was always jealous because I was a PS3 person, uh-huh. and, like, I would see my 360 friends being able to replace, uh, you know, how their Xbox 360 would look 
uh, I'd be like, oh shoot, man, I I, I, cool. I want that. But it yeah, it's super cheap. Cool. Though it always looked cheap. So it's like with this, I'm hoping that it, it it's a higher quality. We're in a different time yeah. now, you know. And like especially with the design of the PS5, like I think that they that they know what they got. If they offer this, I think it will be high quality. Um, but unfortunately, that probably means expensive. Um, but the reason I want to bring this up, in addition to the faceplates, is the Xbox story was talking about how um, it was still using the UI of the original or, or not original, but of Xbox One, the Xbox current Xbox. One, yeah. yeah. And we knew that to be the case. Um, they had already said before, confirmed that it is going to be the same UI. Um, and there's been a lot of like conversation about that, of like, that's not fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, not only could there be something improved, I, I think it's more just the idea of even more so this feels like a lesser next console experience. Yeah, it doesn't like, feel like something... they're treating it as like a, a, a true step forward. It feels like almost yeah. like another increment. There was always something special about having to relearn and like, see where everything is and like every time it should get improved that wasn't always the case but um to see here so the ps4 like i'm sure we all knew this already but like i think that this is now 100 percent proof that the ps4 ui or ps5 ui will look different than yes. the ps4 but be iterative of which i think is good i think that there's a pretty solid base there um some improvements yeah. can be made and i think that they seem to know that um but anyway and I, I mean, the I idea that, that it's coming soon, I'm also pretty excited about. I think there's a lot that could probably be uh, improved with the PS5 in, in the user interface. Like, and I know this is probably a bad comparison, but like the Switch is honestly the one where I'm like, all right, they, they've nailed what this needs to be. It's simple. <laughs> it's straight to the point. It's quick. And I know that's because there's a lot less going on in the Switch uh, uh, system, you know, like on yeah. the playstation side you you have parties you have friends lists you have all these different things that are going on i know switch has friends lists but like you know ps the on the playstation side of things there's just way more complexity in terms of what you need the user to be able to do um and how quickly they need to go back and forth between different things uh but that said like i would really really like something that is quicker something that is slicker and something that's easier for me to use on the playstation side of things so to hear to hear that they are going to likely revamp uh what the ui is going to be very much excites me um and i w honestly wish xbox would do the same thing because even on my xbox one um like it's not bad by any means but it's not necessarily i don't i feel like there there are quite a few things you could do to that xbox one ui that would make a lot more sense because even even with the way it's set up right now right like you have to go to my games and apps in order to look at your games list and that is like tucked away somewhere uh for you to like get there and then open it and it's like all right for my game system why do i have to look for where the games are my big problem with the the xbox current ui is everything looks like an ad and it feels like half yes. the things are ads whereas yes. on playstation there's usually like one area that's dedicated to the ad space and you're like okay i know what that is i can just ignore it it's annoying still but mm -hmm. like with xbox it really is difficult to find what you're looking for and i guess that's because we're a bit more used to the playstation ui or even the switch ui yeah. which just feels like a dumbed down playstation ui but with beautiful art i love the switch's art i love the oh, like, switch art is fantastic Square logo art mm, so good but the, the so now that we're talking shit and have mm -hmm. some some beef with these uis what the fuck nintendo since 2017 themes has been an option and there's just light and dark <laughs> where the fuck are the other themes it's so bizarre nintendo is the one company that gets away with this over and over and over again because they the, the it's the same exact situation with uh mario maker where they had like the extra styles or whatever you know mm -hmm. where they put the 3d world style or, or i think it was the 3d yeah, world style uh, it, yeah that's right and it's like all right cool so we're gonna get more and then we just never got more and it's like why yeah. do you all do this why do y'all design things this way and it's probably <laughs> it probably is like a thing of somebody somebody over there being like 
we'll get to this at some point. You know, if we ever think about doing more stuff, then that'll, that'll make it so that we can do that. But then they just never do, like, for one bizarre. reason or another. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. I'm going to bring in this question, though, from Nanobiologist to wrap us back around to the Xbox thing. Uh, Nanobiologist writes in and says, Hi, blessing to him. In one of the milder stories over the weekend, a white Xbox Series controller was possibly leaked. And man, does it look stylish. But what do you hope this means for Xbox's next generation? Could this be the rumored Series S controller? Could this be a hint that there are, that there will be a handful of colors to choose from at launch uh, for the new co- new controller design? Uh, maybe even that Xbox's controller design labs will continue with the new model. Or are we just getting excited over anything that smells a hint of next gen? Thanks, the nanobiologist. I definitely think it's that last one. Um, but that said, you know, I think Xbox design labs. I really hope that makes a return because to me that's one of the coolest things that Xbox did over this last gen. I I think that they're going to like I, I imagine that it, it I would be shocked if even out the gate they don't have it. That's just been part of Xbox's ethos for the last three years or whatever of like doing this whole players first thing where it's like if you feel like you should be able to do it, we're going to give you that ability, you know. And it's like that's mm. backed up with now X Cloud and Game Pass and all the things we've been talking about. Um, but I think that the Design Labs things is such a fun, cool, unique thing that really sets Xbox apart and is what makes them special. And it's like, especially at a time that we're talking about Xbox as not a necessary hardware, anything that can make them have necessary hardware, I think is very enticing to them and to the users. Like, at the end of the day, human beings want to buy things. They want things. You know what I mean? There's yeah. exceptions. I'm just talking in generalities. You want something new. You want something. You want to be able to support the thing that you like and all that. So it's like, I think Design Lab is a perfect way for you to be like, all right, no matter what, whether I'm upgrading my Xbox, whether I'm going to keep that one X that I have, whether I'm just going to play on PC, whether I'm eventually just going to play on xCloud, I want something. I want something tangible. And I think that the Design Lab kind of is that extra incentive of like, oh, I can have my own controller. Like I can have something that is uniquely Tim you know yes. uniquely andy like andy bought one of those just because he wanted the colors it's not even so much that he needed the controller you know and it's like that's the type of um get that i think microsoft understand the, the value that they have that is awesome that is cool and they, they have something that's unique and quite frankly it's shocking that playstation doesn't have it but then you look at it and you're like yeah. it's not shocking at all that's a very non-playstation move because they don't make that's not part of their ethos that's not part of what makes them playstation yeah i i think there's a strong chance of it making a return because one it's consumer friendly and Microsoft is making a lot of consumer friendly moves. You know, you look at game pass and the value that that's there. Uh, you look at what uh, you look at like the play anywhere thing. You look at X cloud, like there are so many consumer friendly moves on the Xbox side. And I think even more importantly with design labs, like it's a way to make money. Uh, there've been a lot of questions written into KFGD uh, and some I include some I don't because I don't want to get too repetitive on the show, but a lot of people come in and they ask like, Hey, what is xbox doing like where are they making money like how is this going to be profitable for them like what is like you you know we talk all about how we xbox just wants you in their ecosystem but like what how does that then convert into revenue made from the consumer and i think this uh could be one of those ways right like having you be part part of the ecosystem you know then leading you into something like design labs right you're paying however however many however much money for a controller that's money in their pocket right for something that is cool for something that for us really strikes us as exciting but at the end of the day you know as a way to profit um i think that then makes sense you know as far as like what the ecosystem 
uh, uh, vision for Xbox is and can be as far as how do we make money off, off of this um, mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. So I expect to see it. Story number two. Could Kojima be working on a new horror game? I feel like we asked this question once a month, and so here's your monthly ask. Uh, this is from Jordan Gerblick at GamesRadar, who writes, Hideo Kojima is working on a new horror game, and he wants prolific horror man- mangaka, which I had to look up. I guess that is the word for somebody who writes manga, awesome. uh, or manga, how you pronounce it. Uh, I'm going to say manga. Mangaka Junji Ito to help right. out. Is it manga, Kevin? Can you look that up, actually? I'm, very, I'm curious now, because uh, I know people it, are, are going to... either way. I, I like you, to uh, pronounce that way to piss off Tim. All right, I'm, 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 I'm going to say no, manga that, then. Growing up, Kevin manga. would literally go manga. Like, manga. how do you in there? It's manga. just like, I hate manga. you so damn much. We should look up that, like, how to pronounce YouTube thing. Oh, we should. Mang- we definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he wants prolific horror mangaka uh, Junji Ito to help out. That's according to Ito himself, who briefly spoke on the matter in an interview during Comic-Con 2020. Quote, I do know director Kojima, and we have been in conversation that he may have a horror-based game that he may be doing. And so he has he has invited me to work on that. But there are no details on it yet, Ito said, speaking through a translator. Sadly, nothing further was revealed about Kojima's new horror game, but thankful, thankfully the rumor mill has been healthily churning out uh, plenty of material to speculate about. Mm-hmm. But first, let's start with the facts. Ito, uh, Ito, is actually the artist Kojima originally pointed as a concept artist for PT, but the project was scrapped before he ever drew up a sketch. And I think they mean Silent Hills, because PT is the teaser. So I'm going to say uh, Silent Hills. Uh, talk of Silent Hills revival gained, gained traction in March when reports surfaced claiming uh, Sony was looking to meditate, or sorry, not meditate, mediate a reunion between Hideo Kojima and Konami in order to bring back Silent Hills. Sadly, Konami dismissed the rumors in an email to one of the sources, but said that they're not closing the, do- the door on the franchise. Tim. Yes. Do you want a new horror game from Kojima? Yes. I think, I mean, PT is, to me, one of the most exciting things to happen to video games in the last 10 years. Like, that was such a, a moment in time. And, like, granted, the game itself, I feel, was a little too obtuse, the demo itself was a little too obtuse for the type of games I like to play. Uh, like, I feel like everything about it, to this day, booting up that game, if you still have it downloaded on your PS4, yes. booting up that game, it's gorgeous. It, that, the, the, of course, it's, a, it's just a couple hallways. But, like, it is so immersive and feels so real that, like, there's just a fear there that I will never forget. And every time I see a screenshot of PT, it hits me viscerally. So, yes, I want that. <laughs> like, I would have loved yeah. that turning into a bigger game. And I do feel like whatever Silent Hills was, or Silent Hill, Silent Hills? Hills was going to be, um, would have been a bit more straightforward and less obtuse than, than PT was. And I, I want that game. Um, I do think that obviously it was going to be Silent Hills and in the Silent Hill property. And then everything happened and everything happened with Kojima and everything fell apart and blah, blah, blah. I am very interested in what happens with all of these different rumors at some point need to collide. We have the the rumors that Silent Hills, Hill, whatever, some Silent Hill game is going to come mm-hmm. out on PS5. Will it Possibly. be exclusive? Will it not be exclusive? Then we have this, this talk of Kojima wanting to work on a horror game. Then there's also the fact of we don't know what Kojima's working on next. Then on top of that, it's like, is Kojima Productions next project going to be exclusive to PlayStation or not? You know, is Kojima Productions going to be 
bought by Sony. Like there's so many different options. I don't know what is going to end up happening, but this to me all does add up to a thing that like, we're going to get a Kojima horror game. Will it be Silent Hill or not? Is the question I have. I would absolutely adore uh, the, I, I absolutely adore the idea of us getting a Kojima horror game. And I think with this, like, I'm not necessarily going to say I think it's happening or not because I still don't like, I, I I think this could just be them in the, in the beginning stages or just talking to people and trying to figure out and pitching things. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily taking this story and being like, yes, the next game is going to be a horror game. That said, I, I totally agree with you about what you said about PT, about that being one of the more exciting things to happen over the last gen um, for our, our PS love you XOXO bracket. I, I actually really wanted PT to be a part of it. Um, um, you know, and that, I mean, the bracket got uh, made and I approved it before I even thought about PT. And so that's why it wasn't, but like, you know, I think that I honestly think that is one of the, uh, um, that one of the games that is higher up on that like tier of, playstation exclusives over the this last gen i know that might sound wild because it is like this small experience that is for all intents and purposes a demo but that said i think pt did something as far as like us as a gaming community and and how we all uh played something together and solved something together like totally. you, like you mentioned it being obtuse and i think that worked so much to its benefit of us go like that game coming out us being like, oh, what is this? Like, we don't know what, the, like, we didn't know it was Kojima. We didn't know it was Silent Hills. We had no idea what it was, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, it slowly, we're like us slowly figuring things out, right? And us slowly being like, all right, so, and people on the internet being like, all right, so I did this, this, and this, and that then unlocked this. All right, so you're doing this, this, and this, and that's getting this for you. All right, cool. Let's see how that works. And that is such a a cool, um, there, I forget the word for it, like, all, like, um, alternate it's reality game that kind of thing oh, you know yeah, where yeah, where it is like you know that kind of feeds into real life and feeds into how we play together that is What's such cool, a cool concept it was like a cultural phenomenon and i think that it, it's different i think that it is very uh aligned with something like pokemon go and yeah i think that like you there was this moment in time where gaming had something different going on and everyone was uh taking part in it and i think the difference there is like when you watch a a, a marvel movie that everyone sees compared to an r-rated movie that because it's r-rated less people are going to see it but there's still a zeitgeist around it and i think that with pt there was that level of it was scalable to the pokemon go phenomenon but it was just mm -hmm. for a smaller group of people uh because it was you know, M-rated and as dark and scary as it was. Yeah, and it was just um, on PlayStation. And it's on PlayStation, which, you know, has a much higher uh, buy-in rate than just a mobile phone. But, um, yeah, it was it was a moment, man. And I'd love to I'd love to see it. I think that one more option that I've seen people in the chat, and I, I forgot to say this, is, that, yeah, if Sony just straight up bought Konami. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know? that'd be wild. I don't think they, I don't think they would because so much Konami now is, like, pachinko machines and stuff. But, like, I think the likely thing the IP. Just, yeah, buy like the somehow, IP. If they could just buy off the, the game side and just be like, if Konami's just like, hey, we're just going to make pachinko machines and just, like, make a lot of money and that's it. Yeah. You know, because I feel like a, a a publisher that gives a shit that has access to Castlevania and, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid and Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster Bust Loose, like, you're going to get some magic out of that. But yeah, to what we to to all of what I said about PT, right? Like, if Kojima is working on a new horror game, I have no doubts that it'll be something like that. It'll be something not necessarily like that, but something that is 
Kojima trying to think outside the box because that's what Kojima does, right? Like he did it with Death Stranding. He does it with all of his games. He tries to find ways in which he can subvert expectations and think outside the box. Him getting the opportunity to work on a new horror game and actually like see it all the way through and actually um, be able to implement like his crazy weird ideas. Like we've not ne- we've not necessarily gotten a full as far as I as far as I remember, we've not gotten a full horror game from Kojima outside of PT. Um, I think right. that is where Kojima would shine. Like, I think that is where Kojima might actually make some of his best work outside of Metal Gear Solid, because Metal Gear Solid, of course, is perfect. Uh, best gaming <laughs> franchise in the world, obviously. But, you know, I'm really excited for what that can be. And so that said, I really hope that his next game is a horror game. You know what I'm really excited about, Bless? What's that? Before we move on, just real quick, I just want to say, mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk to you guys about predictions for what's going on. We still have so much left in this summer game mess situation yeah. where... There's all these rumors of another Xbox show and another PlayStation show. Like, you got to assume that's where the dates and prices are coming. But they both sides have kind of implied that there's still some hitters coming. Like, they still got some some tricks up their sleeve. And it's like... What could that... Well, I... I know. I think I understand what that could be from the Xbox side because I think they have more to talk about. But I don't know mm-hmm. what that could be from the PlayStation side. That's the thing, like, man. What That's else are you going to reveal at this point? With, exactly with PlayStation. Like, what could it be? Could it be, involve Kojima? I think it could. I think it could. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Story number three: uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been leaked once again. This time on a Doritos bag. Uh, this is Sam B- Sammy Barker at Push Square. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which unbelievably still hasn't been officially announced, has leaked on a bag of Doritos chips. Yeah, and that's actually the main thing I want to talk about um, because I've not thought about that until this week. We don't have the we don't have like a new Call of Duty announced. Usually they're announced in like May. It is almost August. Um, Bizarre. Yeah. So to continue the story, and let's circle back around to that. uh, First spotted by Modern Warzone, the packaging alludes to a promotion where you'll be able to, to maximize your XP in the first person shooter. Aside from a logo, that's very that's very little additional information. Although small print does mention that the campaign will launch from October 5th, suggesting that the game will debut thereafter. If that's the case, an announcement can't be too far away. And then Kevin, I have wait, uh, wait a second, here. wait a second, two what times up? XP for a year? This can't be right. <laughs> hey man, the Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is where they've gone too far, um, Doritos. So yeah, like where is Call of Duty? And I, like, th- this year's Call of, this year Call of Duty has been right, that's the grand prize. I got it. That was the grand prize. It's not like what you get on Mac. Okay, that actually makes more sense because yeah, Doritos, what a like world. buying Doritos and getting a year uh, double XP sounds like a deal in which I would get I would get me some Doritos. Um, <laughs> but yeah, circling back around again, right? At the beginning of this year we got Warzone. We've been hearing talks about call of duty and how call of duty is kind of in a weird place in terms of their developer rotation because if you recall right call of duty has three developers and i'm saying this all okay. off the top and, and so we're I'm gonna going through this, this again bless i believe in you you got i'm this. gonna fuck you're this gonna up. nail it you're gonna right? nail it there's infinity ward there's um treyarch and there's sledgehammer, sledgehammer. yes sledgehammer yes. they're on a three-year rotation last year we got call of duty modern warfare the reboot mm-hmm. The year mm-hmm. before that, we got Black Ops 4. This year would mean that we would probably get the Sledgehammer game, but reports have said that that is actually, like, that development cycle has seen turmoil. Thus, we are then going to get a new Black Ops game, which is going to reboot Black Ops, and it's going to be called Black Ops Cold War. Why have we not gotten this game's announcement yet? 
I mean, I think the answer is there wasn't. I, you know, I don't know. I actually don't know because it usually E3 Call of Duty just shows up in PlayStation or Xbox's showcase as like a hey, here's some partnership thing that we're showing off. Like they normally do their own event typically in May or whatever to to blow it out. Huh. I don't know. I'm interested in this, especially if they're saying that it's going to launch October 5th. And granted, we're getting a lot of information from a Doritos bag. Yes. Um, which I very much appreciate. I I want I want some Greg Miller insight on this one. Oh, you think Greg Miller has some call insight? Call him uh, yeah. up. Call yeah, I want I want to I want to call Greg Miller because I feel like he's he's more in tuned into the 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 Call of Duty launch cycles because he's done all the Judges Week stuff. So he always has oh, a, a lot point. more insight into Call of Duty than than I typically do. That's a very good point. I am dialing him right now. Let's see if he picks up. Hey, Games Daily, it's Greg Miller. Greg Miller, how are you doing today? I am excellent. Blessing, how are you? I'm doing good. So, me, I don't know if you're listening to the show or, or not currently. Um, oh, I am. Oh, you are? Okay, oh, so, so you know what I we're talking about. We're... Kevin are about to a whole bunch of Doritos, because I'm with Kevin. Mm-hmm. If we have the chance to double XP for an entire year, I don't think I'll ever play it, but I might as well. Exactly, exactly. So, what's what's your take on this Call of Duty situation? Because Tim made the point that, like, you've been to, to many a Judges Week, uh, and you're familiar right. with the Call of Duty, I, I guess, like, rollout cycle. Right, like why? Why do you think we've not gotten a Call of Duty announced yet? That's a great question. Uh, I don't have a, a acceptable answer. You're right. Usually, it's Judges Week. If everybody's un, uh, unfamiliar, you know, a long time ago, Call of Duty said we're too big for E3. So during Judges Week, which was the pre E3 week where the judges would go down, uh, Activision would hold its own event to announce Call of Duty, whatever that year, year Call of Duty is, or show it to us as they did with Modern Warfare when we all got to go see it. And that's clearly why it won Best Sound Design because they spent like 20 minutes explaining why the sounds were amazing. Um, here, I would imagine with nobody going down there, it just kept slipping because of COVID and then because of everything changing and because of it going on that way. Like, Activision doesn't have their own showcase plan, right? However, we do know that there are uh, these rumors of another Xbox One, another PlayStation One. Do you announce before that and, and actually showcase it? And then at the PlayStation Five event, you drop something and you know say, "Hey, here's a you know the actual demo or something to that effect," as you would have done at E3 or something like that. That can make sense. I think I think that can make sense. Honestly, like I I, I think COVID is a good factor to play into this. I think, um, and I'm going to speak to the mic now. Uh, in fact, I might let you go, Greg, unless you have any more anything else to say. No, I just want to say that I see in the chat, Indrux12 says Greg is just sitting in a room with a bunch of monitors watching everyone. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's your that's your ma- um, um, managing style, right? You like to see what we're all doing at all times. I have a camera, like, over there in my room of you just staring at me. And so... Did you get... Did Kevin get the one in your bathroom working yet, or I felt the way for that? No, he's Toilet still, cams, he's still ready to rock and roll. Oh, it's ready to rock and roll. Oh, okay. Wait, is it already on? Did I, did I miss it this morning? I guess I did. Uh, Greg, thank you for your input. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, COVID's, COVID is definitely probably an interesting factor into all this and everything getting pushed um, is an interesting factor into all this. I think I think I can easily seeing I can easily see it being all that mixed with the fact that this Call of Duty cycle is just weird because we're getting a new Black Ops game as opposed to um, like what you would regularly expect. Yeah. And so and, and plus like Warzone, we got that toward the beginning of the year. And so maybe they're not they may not feel the need to keep Call of Duty you know, in the minds of the people, like as much because yeah. we have something that is relevant in Call of Duty already. This is all. Here's, this is all interesting. 
this there's a lot of interesting factors here bless mm-hmm. that greg sparked some things in my head right here now on one side okay october it's an interesting release strategy for call of duty get ahead of all the crazy november shit that's going on yes but you're also there for the launch of the new consoles it's not like like you there's no hurt in launching a month before the new consoles people might wait people are still going to experience your game enhanced on the the next gen and all that stuff so you still get the kind of the benefits of that while also getting ahead of the crazy you know assassin's creed and watchdogs and everything going on at, towards the late october early november stuff i'm looking at the summer game fest schedule right now of events that are still there and there's one event that i uh, got my eyes on and it might mm-hmm. be a little too late because yeah modern warfare being at the next state of play or xbox thing that makes total sense that totally is probably what's sense. going on but I will say that the Gamescom opening night live, a Jeff Keighley event, August 27th, that's pretty late for Call of Duty to be announced. But at this point, what's the fucking difference, right? That's a month. It's a month from today to the day. All right. Mm-hmm. The last two, God, there's so much happening over here. Um, the last two game announcements from Jeff Keighley himself were. Crash Bandicoot 4, Crash. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, oh. which are Activision games. Oh. Granted, very different than Call yes. of Duty. Call of Duty doesn't need to be part of an event for it to, to matter. But I'm just saying, Activision, Jeff Keighley, buddy, buddy. Damn. Put on list. Opening night live. Take it to the bank. I think we definitely hear something next month. Um, and that's not like really like an insane prediction because if it's not next month, then when is it going to be? Um, yeah. September. Like, but... I there's there's so many opportunities for how they can roll out with next month's get with next month and I think it I think it might it might be a combination of all three right and it might be a combination of four things like I could easily see them uh within the next week or two come out and be like hey Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War exists it's here stay tuned for uh a deeper look at it at uh PlayStation State of Play or whatever right and we get it there and then they follow that up with them showing up at open night live or some some sort of trailer at the xbox thing um especially especially given that this is probably going to be a next gen call of duty this -hmm. is their opportunity to make that stamp and be like yo this is what call of duty Duty looks like on series x and ps5 right it would make sense for them to show up at those first party things alongside like an opening night live like gameplay blowout maybe multiplayer thing like there's so much to talk about with call of duty and so a lot of opportunity i'm really Mm -hmm. excited actually to see like how they do this yeah Continuing the leak train. Uh, story number four, true, true. Persona 5 Scramble. I guess I don't, I don't even know if this counts as a leak. Um, Persona 5 Scramble is officially confirmed for the West. I'm gonna go, not, I'm gonna put, not a leak at all. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put quotes around officially because like I don't the way they confirmed it, I don't really think it's a it's an official confirmation because it's not like a they didn't like put out a statement or a press release or anything. This is from internal documents, and so it pretty much is a leak, I'm pretty sure. Um, but like okay. it's just unclear from the story. Uh, this is Jordan Alleman at IGN who writes a Western release for Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, has been confirmed, but no release date has been set. The news arrives thanks to Persona Central, who translated the information in Koei Tecmo's first quarter financial statement, revealing that the game has a planned release region of Europe and America. This is the first time a Western release for the game has been acknowledged following its Japanese launch on February 20th, 2020. The Phantom Strikers was revealed in April 2019, and it is a hack-and-slash Musu crossover bringing Dynasty Warrior-style gameplay to the Persona franchise for the first time. 
According to, to the financial report, the planned platforms for the game are PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. What all this means is that we can expect a full official announcement of Atlas's plans for Persona 5 Scramble's Western release in the near future. While there is no approximate release date to speak of, those of you hoping for a Western release can rest assured knowing it's on the way. So somewhere it's somewhere between a leak and an official confirmation. It's from their first it's from their financial statement. Um, but this is exciting. I think this is the thing that like we've all kind of assumed, you know, that's coming to the West, but it's nice to actually get some sort of information that like it actually is, you know, from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I'm excited. Also, uh, I forget if me and Barrett actually made the bet on when this is going to come to the West because he said it's coming this year. I said it's likely coming next year. Oh, if shit. I made the bet, I want the proof. Nanobiologists, I'm making that your responsibility. Got then our jobs, last story. Our last story, uh, story number five, this is a fun one. Super Mario 64 source code has leaked and Luigi is real. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. And Kevin, I have a link uh, for you to show the people if you're able to do this. It's at the bottom of the story in the doc. A recent leak of Nintendo source code has potentially revealed some long-kept development secrets of some of our favorite Nintendo classics, including that Luigi was planned to be playable in Super Mario 64. Luigi's possible inclusion in Super Mario 64 is part of a much larger leak of Nintendo data on such games as The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, Star Fox 2, Super Mario Kart, and more. As reported by Video Games Chronicle, there was an early build of Super Mario 64 called Ultra 64 Mario Brothers, and it contained files that referenced Luigi. Modders have taken these files and have begun recreating Mario's brother, and the results are pretty great. Um, Kevin has images pulled up here. Somebody took, um, somebody essentially yeah, put together some of the files uh, that have the Luigi model in there. And honestly, like this. This makes the uh, the four year old in me happy, you know. Like, Bless. I remember being a kid playing Mario sixty four and being like, "Man, where is Luigi?" Where's and like, my bro reading, at? reading the internet rumors, you know, people, L is real. Do you L remember the real. L is real thing? I do remember L, L is real. It turns out L is real. I, I think the date's wrong. I don't think it was twenty twenty. I think it was like twenty forty nine or something. Not Blade Runner. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this is exciting stuff. The all the Nintendo leaks this week have been wild. All the source code stuff. I'm going to be honest, I don't understand what this means for, like, Nintendo and if this is, like, an actual, you know, violation of <laughs> anything oh, important to people. I'm sure somebody's <laughs> in, in trouble. <laughs> but um, a lot of, like, kind of cool prototype stuff came out. Like, I saw uh, Super Mario World 2 got just leaked to hell. And mm-hmm. um, there was, like, early versions of the game with, like, a different UI. And all the sound effects were from Super Mario World. And it was just weird. It, like, totally changes the vibe of the game. Yeah. And did some you, of the animations that, are different. That, that Yoshi, the Super Mario World thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the Super the the hilarious. the the weird looking Yoshi that I guess was the original prototype for what Yoshi was gonna be. A little more flat faced. Yeah, like looks like um almost like the you know the skinny Mario from Mario Maker. Yeah. That they put in there, kind of reminiscent Mario. of that, where it's like it is a cursed version of Yoshi. Here's what I want to do. I've been pulling mm-hmm. lifelines all day here, making phone calls. Bless. I do want it. you to make another phone call. Oh, who am to I calling? To the former and former Imran Khan. I all feel right. like he's been digging through the crates and all this stuff, trying to get all the secrets. I want you to ask him. What I don't are the know if I have his number. Yeah, I don't think I have, do you have his number. Saved. Really I don't have his number. I'm very bad. I'm very bad at saving people's numbers. Though I, if I look, I probably have it in here deep somewhere, from a text oh. chain or something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know. Tim, Tim probably has it saved. Yeah, Tim yeah. definitely I'm has a- it. Read it out loud. I'll write it down. No, no, no. <laughs> uh... 
I see what you did there, Kevin. You try to get you try to try to get somebody in trouble. You try to put somebody's phone number out there. Getting people in trouble. <laughs> getting people in trouble. All right, blessed. I'm sending you his number now. Okay. You have his contact. Perfect. Yeah, because I've Imran's been tweeting... call me and I'll conference him in. <laughs> Jeez, what a disaster. No, it's important because I, I've been seeing his tweets and he he's so deep in this. Like I bet Imran is the Charlie Day like conspiracy theory thing. Like we just yarn everywhere in his house. I mean, I'm getting interference. I've never gotten interference. I don't know if you guys hear it. Maybe it's just on my end. We don't hear your phone ringing. Oh, you don't hear my phone ringing? No. Hold on. Hello? Hello, Imran Khan. You're live on Kind of Funny Games Daily. This is Blessing. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Blessing? I'm doing good. So I'm calling you impromptu because I want all the details on this Nintendo leak situation that's been happening over the weekend. What what's going on? What's happening? What are the what are the the big the big takeaways from this? So about two years ago, a massive Nintendo hack happened, where somebody managed to get a, about two terabytes of data off Nintendo servers. I suppose like terabytes. No one knows for sure yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been not they particularly, but they gave it to people, and they were they themselves were charged, and I think they were let off for uh, issues related to autism. But they gave it to some people and those people have been slowly leaking it over the past two years so okay. one of the things people think that like big nintendo security breach was about a couple of earlier this year was from this uh what's come out this past time or this past uh leak is a bunch of really good snes games that we didn't know a whole lot about in terms of source code and also ncc4 games and apparently like some other stuff that like super mario rpg and things like that and people are now able to pour through the source code and find assets and prototypes and other things inside those because Nintendo archives everything. What's been the most interesting uh, leaks? Because I saw the one the one I saw was the one you were tweeting about, which were like the Mario 64 stuff. Yeah, so we knew for a long time that Luigi was at one point playing for Mario 64. Now we have an actual like data assets, like two-player icons, stuff like that. So... They did some actual work to get Luigi into that game, just apparently couldn't do it. The most interesting leak, I think, is there was, on the Yoshi's Island source code, a game called Super Donkey, which was a what appeared to be a Donkey Kong reboot from Miyamoto. From what people can tell, the narrative now emerging is that Nintendo wanted a new Donkey Kong game, and Miyamoto started making one, and then at the same time, Rare pitched Donkey Kong Country. Nintendo ended up going with Donkey Kong Country instead of uh, Super Donkey, which at that point became Yoshi's Island. So the old apocryphal story about Miyamoto not liking Donkey Kong Country may be a little true in some respects. Interesting. See, Imran, we called the right guy. Yeah. Thank you, Imran. <laughs> thank you so much for your input. That was all actually very fascinating, and I did not know any of that. <laughs> Our coolest thing, I think, though, is that there's uncompressed dog box to people lives because all the voices are now out there in. Oh my god! Really? Lossless audio. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, Emma, I'm gonna let you go. Appreciate it. All right, see ya. Good morning. Can't let you do that, Star Fox. Dude. What? That's awesome. I, that's, I knew I knew everyone awesome. was gonna bring the gold. <laughs> that's that Donkey Kong stuff is very interesting, that, and now I'm actually gonna I'm about to dive deep because I gotta know. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. That's cool. Speaking of cool, 
Tim, usually this is where I transition and and then get you into doing the official list mm-hmm. of all, all upcoming mm-hmm. stuff. But I want to get you into a cool ad um, because, of course, you can go to kind of funny. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by Brooklinen. You've probably heard us talk about Brooklinen before. They're the home of the Internet's favorite sheets, but their towels, they're also amazing. They give you uh, they they give your daily routines a little something extra, and with varying levels of plushness, the towel of your dreams is waiting to wrap you up. And with all this extra time at home, it might be nice to invest in a little extra softness and absorbency. Kind of Funny's own Greg Miller himself loves Brooklyn and towels. He says they're super soft and big. He also says they he also says that they dry him off and cover his shame. If you've been looking for fun, uh, if you're, if you've been looking for ways to turn your bathroom into a miniature spa, Brooklinen's towels can help you find your zen. Brooklinen is the perfect place to find all your comforts for home, including ultra soft towels. They're so comfort, they're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. Use promo code Games for ten percent off your order uh, at Brooklinen.com. That's B R O O K L I N E N dot com. Promo code Games. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Tim, yes. I'm excited to see if Super Donkey by Miyamoto ever comes into existence, <laughs> but that is probably so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got party mashup for pc can can the game for pc milo's quest for pc intrepid intrepid izzy for pc facility 47 for pc ad agency tycoon for pc PC, the everlasting regret for ios and android ageless for pc and nintendo switch Synergia for Steam, and then later today, patch 1.05 for Ghost of Tsushima will be released, adding a new lethal difficulty level, um, a new option for lower intensity combat, and new text settings. Uh, new dates, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered are, are your PS Plus games for August. And um, we'll talk about actually both those things more on PS I Love You XOXO. Tune in, me, Greg Miller, talking all about that PlayStation. Dude, uh, deal guys. of the day. That's huge. All guys is a huge one, and there's I, actually a lot to say about that. I, me and Andy were talking a little bit about it last night. I hope that they, for actual final launch, have more than four players in a custom lobby because we need to do oh, all yeah. of kind of money playing together. If, I'm going to bring in this question from Frank Furter on, on the topic of Fall Guys. Let's do it. Frank, Frank Furter writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, Good morning, Blessing and Tim. Fall Guys was in beta test this past weekend, and it seemed like it was an absolute smash hit. Even bigger news, it's going to be free. It's going to be a free game with PS Plus for August. It seems like this is the first time in a long time that Sony has pushed a brand new game to PS Plus rather than letting it hit the marketplace. Do you think this is testing the waters to what Xbox has been doing with day one releases on Game Pass, or are they just giving us a new game uh, late in the generation to keep us hooked into their ecosystem? Thanks, uh, thanks for We Do, Frank Furter. I don't know what that means, Frankfurt. Thanks for what <laughs> you do, right? Is what he meant. I, I, think, I think so, so. Yeah. but I don't know how you make it a typo into thanks for what we do. Either way, we appreciate it, Mr. Frankfurt. We appreciate it. Thank um, you, Frankfurt. I, I do think that it is it's the last thing there. That they're just giving us a new game late to keep us in the ecosystem, combined with I imagine it's on the Fall Guys dev side of or pub side of them 
wanting this to be played by as many people as possible. We've seen so many different games get massive legs and success because they were put free to play or not free to play in the case of this, but you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. heavily discounted or they're more accessible than it would be to a larger group of gamers. And that kind of gives it that groundswell, especially for a game that's going to be as heavily streamed as Fall Guys is. Like, I, I think that there's a potential, especially this late in the generation, all that, and the fact that it is on PC as well, that this game could be huge in a way that, like, even Gang Beast wasn't. Like, Gang Beast was, like, it's such a YouTuber moment in time, but I think that, and, and that moment of time is still going, to be fair. But I think that Fall Guys kind of having the launch that it's about to have, I expect really big things for this game. Yeah, I think this is one of those situations where everybody wins, right? Like, you get... Uh, a cool new game for PS Plus, like an ex- like one of the more exciting games we've gotten for PS Plus over this last year. Uh, you, Fall Guys is going to get a a huge player base, which is big for a game that is sixty players in uh, in each match, right? Like you you want this game to have as many players as possible, um, yep. and it's and it's a console exclusive to PlayStation, and so like you really want ways to have that player base uh be big and this is this is one of the main ways they can do that you know on top of the fact that this is gonna be a game that's heavily streamed this is gonna be a game that is going to be a a content driver um and so yeah i think that's big and then also this is gonna sell ps plus for a lot of people you know for that same reason right if this game is heavily streamed if people are watching youtube videos or people are people are playing this game and having a blast and you see that oh wait this game's free on ps plus I'm going to have my mom give me PS plus or I'm going to get PS plus <laughs> because like in PS plus is like however many, many dollars a year, or if you want to get it for way cheaper for a month, right? Like, mm-hmm. boom, that's a gateway drug that then gets you a part of that gets PlayStation ecosystem. Like it's working in, it, it's working in both ways for both parties in ways that are going to lift this thing uh, to success. And yeah, I think this has potential to be the next rocket league uh, in that sense. Like I played, some of the beta over the weekend and it is an absolute blast i think the one thing i'll say about it is i don't know like for me as a singular player i don't know how much um i don't know how how long i'm gonna play this game like rocket league i think had replayability uh and i think that's the thing that works so well for that game is that like there's something about rocket league that makes you just want to play that game forever uh there's a competitive more like the one-on-one aspect or yes. you know whatever it is but it's it is very it's more sports like whereas fall guys is a bit more just pure fun yeah like fall guys is a, like a party game. game yeah it is like it is a it is a party game and i think with that i don't know how how much legs it has like months and years down the line like i don't think it's mm-hmm. gonna have the rocket league tail but i think in the moment this game is gonna blow up so large because it is fun like it is very fun I mean, dude, there's there's a thing where it's like, look, people love watching sports. People also love watching uh, Ultimate Ninja Warrior Challenge things. Yes. And they also love watching things like The Wall, <laughs> like stupid-ass yeah. game shows that are just about people like falling and getting hurt and shit. And it's like that – I feel like that's the difference where Rocket League is watching the NBA and – this is watching the wall. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly, I think that's 100 correct. Like, even I know it might sound ridiculous to you because Rocket League, compa- like there, there is literal like NBA 2K and there is literal FIFA, but mm-hmm. Rocket League, honestly, for me, feels like even more of a sports game than FIFA, right? Like, I feel like I am putting in actual, like more actual sports or like soccer uh, strategy than I am in a game like FIFA because, like. You know, you have to think about how you are approaching the ball. You have to think about 
you know, actual goalkeeping. You have to think about actual positioning and all, a bunch of stuff like on the ground level that you don't necessarily get with FIFA where you are zoomed out and like you could be playing with the team and passing back and forth and whatever. And like you do get that, that soccer sensibility there. But there's something about Rocket League that feels like almost more of a sports game than actual sports games. Um, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, lends to what you're saying as far as why people come to it and why it has such a long tail. But I mean, add on the battle royale aspect to it. Like, I just think that that, that to me is like such a, a game changer of, I like that battle royale is now years past being a phase. It is now mm-hmm. a solidified, solidified genre. And I like that we're getting to the point that we're now having fun with it. We saw things like Tetris, uh, what was it called? Tetris 99. And yeah. and now this, it's like, this seems awesome. Like, this is definitely something like it. I feel like this is the type of game, one of the rare games that can excite every single member of Kind of Funny equally. 100%. Uh, deal of the day for you. Disintegration will be available for free on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One this weekend. Uh, usually this is where you get into reader mail, but we just did our reader mail. And so now it is time to squat up. Riley Annabelle writes in with a squat up on PS4 and says, just bought a brand new PS4 Slim for The Last of Us Part 2. And I'm looking for people to voice chat and play games with. I'm into Diablo 3 and would like to try out other multiplayer games like Warzone, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and Rainbow Six Siege. May even get back into Destiny 2 if there are enough people who play. I'm mostly... I mostly really just want to make friends with like-minded people. You can add Riley on PS4 with the username Red Velvet. That's spelled R-E-D-D-V-E-L-V-E-T-T-E. Um, and that's Riley spelled R-Y-L-E-Y if you want to say what's up. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you wrong, where you let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Uh Kebab says shirtless Miles Morales is a terrible secret name because Miles Morales is his full name. I don't think you understand, right? Miles Morales, this specific <laughs> shirtless Miles Morales, his his actual superhero name is shirtless Miles Morales. It is not Miles Morales under that mask. We don't know who's under that mask. We have no idea who is under that mask. His super the superhero name is shirtless Miles Morales. I love. I appreciate the thought you put into this. I mean, I didn't put it, someone. That, he put someone it put it into this. this. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Nail ball just hmm. yeah, that's editorializing. Uh, Kebab says manga is the correct pronunciation, similar to anime. Yes, manga. So manga. Uh, Frankfurter <laughs> says swipe text is hard sometimes. It was supposed to say thanks for all you do. Oh, uh, <laughs> <you>, okay. <laughs> swipe will mess you up because i i also use swipe and i i make the most obscene of typos with swipe and so i feel you there uh let's see here canon the homie came in with all the different bets we've made over the the year for oh God, that's scary um and so man there are a lot we bet way too much uh in January, there was a pizza party bet between Tim and Blessing. Blessing said the PS5 reveal will be April or later. Tim said it will be before Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and we both lose if it's in... I remember making that. I remember making this bet. Yeah, we both lose yeah. if it's in March. Uh, and then there's the shot bet we made uh, with Batman and when that's going to be revealed. And I said August. Um, Greg said February. Barrett said March. Da-da-da, Harry Potter bet. Cyberpunk outselling Assassin's Creed bet. All right. So we didn't make the bet that we were talking about earlier in this episode, it looks like. 
And then I think that's actually it for your wrong because everything else here looks it, like editorializing. So we killed it this episode. Good for us, man. Good for us. This this week's hosts go like this. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's me and special guest Zombie Kills. And then on Friday, it's Greg and Major Nelson. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash games. So, so stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>